Oh, I got to do my intro. Can't forget the intro. Welcome to Ambitious. This is Ammon speaking. When desire and destination... No, no, no. It's not just... <laughs> when desire and determination make love, they give birth to the ambition. Oh, wow. I love that. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, but it's more emphasis, right? They give birth to the ambition. I made love to desire and determination and gave birth to the ambition. <laughs> <laughs> Ambitious. When you and I were talking last night, mm-hmm. I have never felt so seen with anxiety. Your experience with anxiety was very similar to mine. Mm-hmm. And so we started talking about it and I was like, let's record a podcast yeah. about this. Oh, I'm so glad that, uh, yeah, I was super happy that you opened up just cause I know that's like a big step. I didn't like open up about like having like what my anxiety was like to many people because mm-hmm. it just feels like I don't know when you're going through it it feels like it's like so much your issue and like I internalize a lot of stuff because I don't want to like put it on other people to feel like oh. they have to like deal with it I'm like dude take on my issues That's take on great. my shit let me talk to you about it it's cathartic for me <laughs> That's how I am more now which is like super helpful and I was able to like open up to one of my friends named Quinn and she like once I started talking about it I was like oh my gosh like you're nice. not alone like a lot of people can actually relate so yeah it, it, it honestly felt very just validating mm-hmm. that you experienced it so similar to me yeah like feeling detached from reality and possessed with thoughts that aren't really mm-hmm. yours and <laughs> yeah the uh, i was looking into like better terms because i was saying like feeling possessed like when yeah. after i drink coffee and that's like dissociation so that's like or like derealization like those are the oh. terms for that and i just was saying the yeah, that feels better than possessed. Because <laughs> yeah, possessed feels like a little bit demonic, <laughs> which does. isn't quite right. Yeah. But the derealization and dissociation feels mm-hmm. very accurate to what yeah. I was feeling. Just not being like, in, like feeling like you have control. Yeah. Just like out of it. Yeah. So before we go too deep into this, let's introduce you. Okay. My name is Trinity Cooley. I am turning 20 years old and um, I've grown up in Ashland my entire life. And I, <laughs> and I have anxiety. And I have anxiety. And your boyfriend Canyon is sitting right next to us. Yes, and he's going to chime boyfriend. in whenever he feels inclined. I hope he feels inclined. <laughs> <laughs> so, a lot of my podcast episodes are turning into discussions about anxiety, which mm-hmm. I feel this weird sense that the collective consciousness of the world is like going crazy. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's. <laughs> just like like, let's talk about it let's talk about it let's get it out into the world and figure out how to solve this so my first experience with anxiety happened um like uh, two weeks ago Mm -hmm. and that was the first like ever where you like yeah uh the first ever anxiety slash panic attack yeah i've ever had Mm -hmm. so here's how it went let me tell the story um i was going to work at artifacts this jewelry store that i work for and I took Adderall. I mm-hmm. drank coffee at the same yeah, time. That is <laughs> dangerous combination. Yeah. And then I went to work and I was in the basement taking pictures by myself. Mm-hmm. And I was, they have a lot of propane tanks down there mm-hmm. that are on. And I think that the one that was on was leaking. Um, I didn't really smell it. Mm-hmm. Usually I can smell propane, but it always smells like so many things in a jewelry store. Yeah, especially in a basement too, because that has like in itself has its own smells. Yeah, <laughs> its own smells and no ventilation. Yeah. So I'm sitting down there slowly working by myself and then I go have lunch. And then I start feeling like the derealization or the, the what is it again? Disassociation. Yeah, the dissociation. Yeah from like reality like Mm -hmm. not feeling myself anymore i start having these weird feelings of like and i think it was the feeling of coming down off of adderall yeah combined with breathing in propane and not eating anything and then the caffeine and the caffeine on top of all that to put the cherry on the motherfucking cake (laughs) so me and jesse go and get lunch i'm like starting to not feel very comfortable being around other human beings Mm -hmm. we get back i take my food downstairs because I just need to eat and be alone. Yeah. And then I called my girlfriend. I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, something's going on. Like, I feel like I'm losing it. Yeah. It's this really food weird. doesn't taste good. I'm, 
yeah, and feel free to like chime in. <laughs> no, I'm just so then right now. my girlfriend, she says, just text your dad, tell him to come down and give you a hug. Uh-huh. And that felt like the weirdest possible thing. I didn't want him to see me. I didn't want mm-hmm. to just like interaction. Yeah. It's interaction. It's really hard interacting when you're feeling that way. Yeah. Yeah. But I was like, whatever, like I'm losing it anyway. Might as well do something. So I texted mm-hmm. him. I'm like, Hey, please come downstairs and just give me a hug. Mm-hmm. So he does. And he's my dad so he knows me really well it's not going to be too weird yeah. so he comes down and gives me a hug he's like are you okay are you high oh, it's like yeah. i mean i'm on adderall and uh-huh. i think i'm breathing in a lot of fumes down here yeah he's like oh well let's go upstairs like you seem really weird oh so he, dang it that's he like what you upstairs. don't want to hear when exactly. you're like in that state i was like wait i'm, I'm weird like what's wrong and then yeah. he's like come upstairs work upstairs away from the fumes uh-huh. but now i have to be in public yeah and with everyone with people like having this anxiety attack around people yeah so that's amplifying the anxiety and I just feel like it's so obvious my mm-hmm. behavior. I feel like I'm saying really weird things. I feel like I don't know how to be social. Anyway, yeah. so to cut myself short and not go on and on with this story, that's kind of how it felt. That was my experience with uh-huh. my first major anxiety attack. Yeah, I think the probably coming down from the Adderall plus the caffeine and on an empty stomach probably has like something to do with it. Yeah. But I had like the worst disassociation when I uh it was like last year and I was at work and I'd never really like tuned into how coffee really makes me feel I was just drinking it because I was going to work early and then I'd have like one cup but I had like two or three cups of coffee that day and I didn't eat anything and I just felt like like I was convincing myself that I was possessed because I didn't really know like (laughs) what I was feeling I was like I'm actually crazy like what is going on I don't feel like like I kept like touching my fingers and stuff because i just felt like oh nothing, yeah like i just felt out of it jittery yeah like jittery and just like my heart was going really fast i was like overly focused on my breathing like like make like my breathing um rhythm, rhythm was so off like, depth yeah i just had to do it manually instead of just breathing like normal oh like just automatic breathing. yeah do you have enough room with this cord are you are you comfortable yeah i'm okay. comfortable I'm okay just leaning forward it just looked like that cord was like pulling your headphones this one yeah so i um totally get how you're feeling it's really like there's no other like word to describe it it's just a really weird feeling yeah and nothing seems to help like yeah the guided meditation i was trying Mm -hmm. that but once you're already in the anxiety attack yeah it's like nothing's really gonna help you kind of just have to ride it out you really do you have to just let it run its course and like for just that moment it has its like hold on you and just trying to like get your headspace out of it and like kind of more realize that you are in control and that you can kind of like you can kind of direct your thinking to an extent yeah your intuition kind of does kick in Mm -hmm. okay i just have to trust my intuition i know that i'm not i know that i'm not actually crazy Mm -hmm. i know that i'm not actually going to kill myself yeah i know that this isn't going to last forever like i just keep Mm -hmm. having to tell myself those things i have to do a lot of like in like reminding myself that I'm okay yeah affirmations and just talking to myself in my head being like there's not actually anything that's going wrong in this moment like you're sitting usually I'm like going to bed so like a lot of my anxiety happens at night yeah I'm like you're in a bed you're comfortable everything's okay yeah. like the world is not ending you're not dying uh, <laughs> you just feel you I just feel weird right now too. and comfortable but it's gonna go away and I just have to keep repeating that or just try to fall asleep even though it's like almost impossible yeah so yeah i i mean i'll just come out and say that alcohol has helped a little Mm -hmm. bit to kind of ground me sometimes yeah it does help especially if you're trying to sleep yeah just to not have any like thoughts and stuff but then i'm like am i using alcohol yeah as a coping mechanism is this going to be my Mm -hmm. go-to substance and i'm going to be an alcoholic Mm -hmm. how do i find a balance i think if you're using substances to avoid like thinking and that's yeah. like your coping mechanism and your only coping coping mechanism then that's something to worry about but if you just happen to be drinking that night and then you realize like oh this is nice i can just go to bed then that's not really something to worry about mm-hmm. but i think if you're like oh i'm feeling anxious i'm gonna go drink to deal with that right then you have to like connect to and be like no i actually have to deal with this in healthy ways and learn how to like have a I don't know, just control over yourself mm-hmm. a little bit more. I liked yesterday how you were saying that 
exercise really helps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a morning and night routine. Mm-hmm. Solid morning and night routine. What else have you noticed that's helped? Well, I personally had like the when I was having my worst anxiety episode, I was on the wor- like the wrong birth control for me. Oh. That had a huge thing to do with to do with it and I like I've always had like some level of anxiety, but I switched the birth control I was on. Mhm. And it completely like shifted and got like a thousand times worse yeah i got like the arm implant and i was like a different oh, person yeah i remember when you were kind of i mean i know a lot about you just because yeah. you date my brother mm-hmm. but yeah i knew about your arm implant and yeah. the different birth controls you were taking i don't know how i know so much about yeah, i mean it makes sense but yeah that one like screwed me up my hormones were like out of control it made me gain weight i just like was going through like being depressed and having anxiety and overthinking about everything and then i like also don't feel like i'm i have a like accomplished a day unless i'm productive hmm. so it was keeping me from being productive and then so you have, I, like judgments of yourself based yeah, off of your I, productivity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like if huh. I don't get enough done in a day, I'm like, you wasted your day. Like you're not productive. You were just sitting on your ass, like yeah. not doing anything. Taking birth control, gaining weight. <laughs> yeah. Just <laughs> nothing going good. And I, uh, that's when it was like the worst, but mainly because of a hormonal imbalance. So when I switched birth control, started working out, um, like five days a week and then switching my diet completely. And not like I used to sometimes smoke um, weed at night to sleep. And I, do I that. and I yeah, because it used to help, and it would make me just like pat, like fall asleep like so easy. Like you have no choice but to yeah, fall asleep. you just you just fall asleep so easily. So I was using that, and um, once I I just stopped smoking, and that's actually helped too because I think oh. weed also like makes you paranoid sometimes. It does for me. Yeah. So wait, so you were smoking weed, and then. You sent. You mentioned that you stopped drinking coffee. What other kind of mm-hmm. dietary adjustments did you make? Um, well, recently I've like cut out gluten and dairy because I'm oh. like I cannot have dairy. Like it's so bad for me. I cut out dairy. Yeah, I still eat cheese though. I can't eat cheese. <laughs> I had like three slices of cheese the other day, and I got bloated immediately and felt sick for like the rest of the day. Oh shit! <laughs> I cannot do it. It's so bad. But yeah, I think um, diet and exercise, because if you um, exert, exert a lot of energy physically, your um, your brain won't be as active, or that's what I've noticed for myself. Oh, yeah, least. you were saying that about, like, because your job, you just sit all day? Yeah, I sit all day, and it's, like, very, like, mental work, so my brain's, like, constantly running, but then for me only to have, like, my brain running and not being active, because I'd be tired from working 10 hours a day and then not want to work out, but yeah. then if I didn't work out, I'd be anxious because my brain wouldn't shut off. Like, and then you have this story, this narrative off. in your head of, like, I didn't work out today. All I did was sit on my ass yeah. and was not productive. Mm-hmm. And then I just need to smoke weed yeah. and drink so that I can go to sleep and forget this. Mm-hmm. And it's this vicious circle yeah, of anxiety it's and it's so bad. self deprecation uh-huh. and then dissociation god damn i know it's hard i also have been way less i've been like way less hard on myself recently how so like i i think if you have a like get used to being in a negative headspace like you can make anything a habit a habit if you do it frequently mm-hmm. so if you're constantly thinking poorly of yourself and like everything you do then you're gonna have this horrible vision of yourself and then just being a habit of having a negative mind space. And then when you're more negative, you're more prone to having anxiety. Makes sense. And then it just was like a spiral. Yeah. So I think I've been like more forgiving. Like, yeah, I didn't like, I sk- skipped the gym today, but I also got all this other stuff done. And like, it's okay to have one day off. Yeah. And like overexerting yourself isn't healthy either. So just like finding that balance and like just taking good care of yourself as long as you're taking good care of yourself you're allow yourself to kind of chill yeah take those treat days Mm -hmm. um you mentioned meditation yesterday also Mm -hmm. what does your meditation practice look like usually it's in the morning because that's when i have like some alone time do do you ever like fall asleep though during no i can't because i know my since my mom's like a yoga instructor Uh uh-huh she's like taught me how to like properly meditate like since i was a kid wait so how do you if i do it in the morning too but i just end up falling asleep yeah so you're technically not supposed to fall asleep when you're meditating just like right I, well i know it's hard because you're like trying to like somewhat 
not shut out the world, but kind of like silence it a bit so you can tune into your headspace. Check in with your body, with yeah, your and like in, emotions in your yeah. head. So it's hard to not fall asleep when you're like, oh, I'm all relaxed and it's like so nice and comfy and I'm still warm from waking up. That's why I fall asleep. Yeah. Because I'm sitting there like, okay, breathing, mm -hmm. sitting there, closing my eyes, thinking about my body. Do you meditate? Checking in with my head. In your bed? Like, do you just. No, I go downstairs. Do you go downstairs? Okay. I sit, that's... I try to sit like in a dignified uh -huh. posture on my yeah. couch. Sometimes mm -hmm. I'll like cross my legs so that I'm like slightly uncomfortable because yeah. I hate sitting cross-legged, mm -hmm. even though I am right now. I play like a um, meditation like station on uh, Spotify. Oh, okay. And that helps because then I have something to kind of listen to. Meditation station. Meditation station. <laughs> I'm going to write that down. Yes. It's, it's helpful because then you have like a little tune to listen to while you're meditating. And then um, I focus on my breathing a lot. Yeah. And kind of do like affirmations in my head. So I'm still thinking, but it's more like relaxing. What kind things. of affirmations are you saying um, in your head? I kind of just talk nice to myself. Like I'm like, you are you're beautiful. strong, you're powerful, like you're successful. You're getting these things, like getting a lot of things done right now. You're on the right track. Just like reassuring mm. things. I kind of just say that. I don't know if that's so like, simple. Yeah, it's really simple. I don't have like a whole thing and it's always changing. It's just whatever I feel like I need to hear. I'll just tell myself. That's I just the other day I was feeling like I wasn't getting enough patience from the people in my life. I needed external patience, mm -hmm. but I wasn't getting it. So mm -hmm. I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to give it to myself. So I sat yeah. down, got my journal, and I wrote, you need some patience? Here you go. Like, you've got it. Mm -hmm. I'm giving it to myself. Oh, that's cool. I'm okay with your imperfections. Mm -hmm. I accept your effort that you're putting into this relationship mm -hmm. or whatever. So I just gave myself that patience that I was seeking externally. That's really great. I guess that was an affirmation that I did. Yeah. That. And it didn't, I mean, it didn't like massively help. Uh-huh. I still needed like patience from people yeah but it felt like it was a step at least that is a good yeah i think every like anything that you can do like that is a step in the right direction and right. it's like helping you even if it's just a little bit yeah just the baby steps mm -hmm. the baby steps are good and asking other people too for what you need if like you just need some space or like you need some quiet time because i know with me at least when i'm going through like more of like an anxiety episode it takes away from me being present with people yes so then i can't even really dive into what they're saying because i'm not fully absorbing it because i'm already wrapped up in my own thing you're overwhelmed in your yeah, head i'm just overwhelmed already so i can't so i've been trying to i don't know when i do focus on people give them my undivided attention mm -hmm. and if i can't do that then i'm by trying I, i'm not giving them anything right so it's not really adding yeah. i'm not going to add anything to the conversation or like tell them what they need to hear because i can't fully absorb it and think about it so when you're in that space when you can't be present but somebody's still talking to you like say mm -hmm. for example in your relationship yeah if you're unable to be present because you're having an overwhelming day mm -hmm. how do you handle that it was i mean it's kind of hard because i'm also like a people pleaser so it's like really hard for me to tell someone like oh i can't show up for you in like the way that you need right uh, now so that was like really hard but and i i could like can i could tell that it's like frustrating to deal with i would be frustrated too if like i'm like telling someone about what i'm going through or my day and then they're just like they're just like i don't like okay I to i'm like oh I'm, I'm sorry that sucks but like not having like anything extra to say about it like yeah. i can totally see how that would be frustrating so like, I, f I feel bad, but I think trying to be just super honest and transparent if you can't, if you're not in a moment where you can fully give them your undivided yeah. attention, just to be honest about it. The other day, I was having a moment like that mm -hmm. where I was unable to be present and pay attention. Mm -hmm. And I just, what I've been doing is just communicating that, just saying like, I... This episode is brought to you by Artifacts Fine Jewelry. If you haven't found unique jewelry and fine art in Southern Oregon, then you owe it to yourself to take that short drive to Ashland that you can witness for yourself what Artifacts Fine Jewelry has to offer. They're a full-service jewelry store, the type that you typically don't see anymore. It's really unique in there. 
They have a men's ring selection like you've never seen. They can custom make any ring or custom piece of jewelry that you can imagine. And with those custom projects, they offer videography so that you can see that ring all the way from conception to the wax process to the carving process to the very finished piece. Super, super nice. And I do that videography. Come into Artifacts and mention the Ambitious Podcast and get 10% off of your jewelry purchase. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Ostra's Tapas and Wine Bar. Are you looking to escape Ashland, Oregon and try something new? Ostra's Tapas and Wine Bar is the perfect spot that bridges Oregon and Spain with food and wine. They give you an experience to explore wines, cocktails, thoughtful dishes, and tapas. They give you a taste of Spain with that familiar flavor of Oregon that you know and love. They use minimal, high-quality ingredients that deliver maximum flavor. And I actually work with Ostras, creating their photo and video content for their social media platforms. And every time I visit, I'm super impressed with the owner, Oliver. He's always walking around, not only talking to his customers, but also educating them on what they're eating and drinking. People absolutely love him. There's a really nice feeling of calm inside. They have really great music, and you get a lot of space around your table, which is super nice. They're open Thursday through Sunday from 5 p.m. It's a good idea to book a table through OpenTable. And if you have a group, like a birthday or a holiday family get-together, be sure to call ahead and book those groups because this space and concept is perfect to bring people together safely. Next time you visit Ostras, mention the Ambitious Podcast and get a complimentary wine flight with your dinner purchase. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Ellie George with HomeQuest Realty. If you're in the market for a home in Southern Oregon or thinking of selling your home, I've been working with Ellie George with her marketing and can testify that she is a true pro in the industry. She has an amazing passion for real estate. She's been practicing for over 16 years, sells over 120 homes a year, which is absolutely nuts compared to the average agent only selling about eight. <laughs> when it comes to marketing, I've seen her go the extra mile to make sure her homes stand out and capture eyes nationwide and to net the sellers way more money in the end. She and I work together a lot on her higher end homes, creating videos that beautifully and thoroughly showcase the spaces, and I've absolutely loved working with her. Mention the Ambitious Podcast and get a no-cost, low-pressure consultation. She'll help you with your real estate portfolio, whether it's your first home, investment, move up, or you just want to be constantly aware of your equity position. She's definitely who I would trust for my real estate advisor just can't be here for you. I can't listen. Mm -hmm. um, I respect your process and I respect your yeah. feelings, but I need to show up for myself right now, mm -hmm. um, which has helped me to break out of like my codependent tendencies and relationship. Yeah. Is it hard to be codependent and then having anxiety? Because do you, I'm just curious if you, do yes. you ask like your partner for like the help? A lot of times I will. People? Yeah, uh -huh. I'll be I'll, like, when I was having that anxiety attack, I just relied on Taylor. I uh -huh. called her. I was like, hey, yeah. fix this. Like, I'm going crazy. I need your mm -hmm. help. Like, you need to... One time I even called her. I said, hey, can you just leave work early? Come help mm -hmm. me. I need you to be here. Yeah. And I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with asking for help. No, I don't think so either. But when you can't help yourself mm -hmm. and you rely on another person to fix it for you, that's codependency. Yeah. Another thing that I sometimes do that I'm working on that is codependent is if my partner is struggling with something mm -hmm. i think that it's my fault like if she's too. mad i'm like oh you're mad it's my fault yeah you're like what did i do <laughs> yes but it's not it's my not fault. fault it's yeah. just uh-huh you're mad and it could be for any reason i totally i do that too where i'm just like oh you're you're upset okay i need to do something about it because it's yeah. probably from me <laughs> <laughs> you're mad at me because i'm a lazy bitch and i can't do anything <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, that narrative <sighs> so hard to overcome that i know it's hard so yeah. how going back to your relationship and, mm -hmm. and if if you're okay talking about your relationship yeah what how has your anxiety affected your relationship negatively or positively um i think the positive side is like i've seen how much like canyon does really want to show up for me and that's like so sweet because then he's oh, just like, like okay what do you need like i'm Aww. here to help you and like just like comforting and it's so nice to just have that like when you're feeling anxious, just to like have someone be like, oh, like, I'm so sorry you're feeling that way. Like, what can I do to help you? Mm -hmm. So like, that's really helped me to like, know I have a support system that's like non-judgmental. Yeah. So that's been amazing. So thank you, Canyon. <laughs> and, um, I think the hard thing is sometimes I like over ask for things or, or I feel like I am like, 
or just, I just feel like I need to take care of myself. Like I have a hard time mm. when I feel like I can't do it myself. Oh, like so you feel kind of I feel guilty on... about it. Like gotcha. I feel guilty about feeling dependent sometimes. So, um, like can't like the other, it wasn't the other day, but I like a m- month or two ago, um, Canyon went to go hang out with like friends or maybe even, even you and Brayden, I can't remember who he went. He was just gone that night. And then I was home and I was having like such bad anxiety. And then I was just like, Trinity, you should be able to get left alone for one night. Like, oh yeah, dude, like one night where you're by yourself, like, why are you freaking out having a panic attack? Like thinking all this bad thing, like all these bad things are going to happen because they're not. So I was just being really hard on myself in that moment because I was just frustrated about where I was at because Canyon got home and I was like freaking out and crying. And then I was like, I can't be alone. I was like, I just can't be alone. Oh, and so then you had this story about how you just have to be around people all the time. Yeah. Then I just feel like I need Mm. like one person to be there at least or else I'll like have a panic attack and start freaking out and completely lose it. And I don't want that to be who I am. Like I want to be able to be alone and take care of myself and be able to self soothe and figure out what I need without getting that from an external source. Right. Dude, the fact that you have that awareness though mm-hmm. is massive. <laughs> yeah. Just being able to to know where your weakness is mm-hmm. and what you need to work on. Yeah. And that and it sounds like you have a lot of tools and like yeah. things that you're doing uh-huh. uh that are helping. They are, yeah. I think I I do have like I surround myself with like really great people. I think that's a big part of it is like I know that if I need someone I can ha- like I have a resources of people that I can go to Mm -hmm. but I also have been able like especially these like last five months I've been able to kind of start working towards being able to take care of myself like without anyone else like go meditate go like do a breathing exercise for me it helps it's weird but writing lists like writing goals and lists I like find myself writing so many lists like Dude, all the, the time list queen. I am I go, I just go through so much paper and I'm like always writing things down get an that iPad I do. it's endless you can just keep scrolling yeah never have to I know I wanted I should seriously get an iPad but yeah I think just like writing lists and feeling like I have goals and things that I want to do and accomplishing those things is very satisfying so I don't know if that's like it helps with anxiety but it helps with my overall like mood and how i feel about myself just like getting it out of your head Mm -hmm. and onto paper yeah this is what i need to tackle today and then when you start doing them you can like cross it off Mm -hmm. there's a goal completed so 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 satisfying yeah that's awesome yeah dude anxiety can be massively crippling like Mm -hmm. yeah even right now like i'm having anxiety of like is this interview good enough is there Mm -hmm. anything in this episode that's new am i asking the right questions you're doing great (laughs) (laughs) but it's like that just that self-doubt yeah like am i doing a good enough job am i i've already talked about anxiety multiple times Mm -hmm. today am i am i just going to become like the anxiety guy that that's all i talk about that people know me for so yeah all these questions running through my head i think there's like there's i think it's a good topic to go off of though because there's so many like it's different for everyone and yeah. there's so like so many different experiences with it and things that help people and true it's the most common mental illness there is so it can relate to yeah. a lot of people very true yeah do you think you have more like social anxiety or like generalized anxiety i think lately it's been social anxiety really mm-hmm. yeah so i find myself um spending more time alone watching mm-hmm. more netflix like yeah sometimes using more substances Mm -hmm. um searching for more like the substance that's gonna fix Mm -hmm. that's why i was that's hard like adderall was amazingly helpful for like focus and paying Mm -hmm. attention because remember how we were talking before like you can't really be present sometimes yeah adderall makes me present Mm -hmm. and it was so helpful Uh but then when i on the come down when it was giving me massive anxiety attacks i'm like fuck now i can't take this anymore Mm -hmm. because it's giving me anxiety but it was also on the other hand really really helpful Mm -hmm. so i think (sighs) if you're trying to find like a substance or a medication that is there to help you if it's like either equal 
or like 60 percent helping you and 40 percent not then it's not worth it oh because there's still that like there's still that 40 to 50% chance that like you're going to just feel like shit again or worse. So what do you think the percentage is that it has to help me? 50, 50, I would say like anything, like if it, if you're, if it's helping you 70% of the time, like I would say 70, yeah. 70, 30. Cause you don't want to, I'm writing that down. Perfect. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Just cause you won't want to be in the dumps. Like when you are, I don't think that there's any food or practice or mm-hmm. exercise routine or medication yeah that's going to be a hundred percent yeah the, the catch all the cure all the mm-hmm. thing that fixes you a hundred percent yeah it has to be an aggregation of practices and diets and, mm-hmm. and just things that you're doing yeah that make you almost better mm-hmm. and it's never going to yeah. be like a hundred percent i'm fixed from anxiety yeah. all the time uh-huh and that's kind of what's hard is just accepting that that's going to be a part of you yeah but it's not like a flaw. It's just, it's just part of who you are. I love that. Yeah. It's not a flaw. Mm-hmm. Sometimes viewing like, I don't know. I had a lot of like insecurities about my, like about my hair. Sometimes I'll, really? I'll get really insecure about uh-huh. the way that my hair looks when it's unwashed or when uh-huh. it's, it looks kind of like an old broom that hasn't been <laughs> changed in a long time. Yeah. You know, it's like, ugh, it's like spider webs <laughs> bullshit. And then I started feeling like, oh, no, that's the first thing that everybody sees when they see me. Is your hair. And I get uh-huh. really insecure about that. Yeah. And it, it just felt like a flaw. Mm-hmm. But then I realized that when the first time I got a haircut, when I had long hair, people were like, oh, my God, your hair is so beautiful. I love the color. Like, mm-hmm. is this natural? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, it actually is natural. Uh-huh. So then I stopped viewing my hair as a flaw and more of just like, it's my character. Yeah. It's a character trait about me. People like the color uh-huh. so then i focused more i think on it that. suits you i think the long hair suits you like very well thanks i uh-huh. i've started to actually like it a little a, a little, little bit more. more lately that's really good i also found a different shampoo and conditioner that gives me a bit more volume that's why because my hair is like so flat and yeah. just like, ooh, <laughs> just, like I, th- I think i worry like about appearance stuff a lot too but then I just remember, I'm like, everyone is concerned about themselves. Like, for the most part. 100%. So, for, well, for the most part. I guess for the most right. part, like, they they might be like, oh, like, yeah, Ammon's hair was looking a little greasy. Like, they could think that. But that would that thought would last a second. Two seconds. Two and seconds. Like, they wouldn't remember it that night. That True. They even, like, They're not going to go to bed and be like, God, Ammon's hair was so greasy today. Like, I can't believe he didn't use the right shampoo. <laughs> You're so right. <laughs> holy shit people are like they're worried about themselves and their day and their experiences and like you can have a part of it but really it's not going to be their main thought of the day that's so true so it's not worth your time thinking about the interaction after it's just like i when you're a kid you start to develop Mm -hmm. this sense of self yeah and your your ego is like growing Mm -hmm. up and learning how to be in the world Mm -hmm. so you develop a sense of self and then you're like everybody is looking at me and then you feel like you're the middle in the middle of a music video so you're like walking to school you're like (laughs) yeah you're trying to look cool because oh my crush is definitely gonna see this someday or my crush is definitely watching me even though they're nowhere around Uh but then that like kind of gets into your adulthood where you think that you're Mm -hmm. just the center of the world and everybody just noticing your fat zits on your face but they're fucking not well, and you're thinking about it because, like, you are the center of your world. Yeah. So that exactly. matters to you. Like, I noticed th- those things about myself, too. But, like, the the rest of everyone else, like, if you see someone walking by, you, you don't usually think too much about them. Like, right. which kind of sucks to think about because, like, I notice myself, especially if I'm, like, walking on the side of a road. I'm like, all these people are probably checking me out. Like, you just well, feel like Well, it's probably so- different if you're a woman. <laughs> it might be different as a woman. Like, is that... Yeah, I mean, it could be. I, I that could be. I experienced like being catcalled a ton, especially like through middle school and high school, mm. which is just funny. But so now I just like associate being with like on the side of the road and people like staring at you. Yeah. So I just feel like I'm like, God, women watched. have it so much harder in that category. Like, just men are going to be looking at you. They're very visual. Yeah. But still, like, you can still detach. I, I am not just a body i'm mm-hmm. not just and, and men are doing that to every single woman so it's nothing yeah. about you specifically or you as a person uh-huh. it's just 
carnal visual like yeah oh God, but it's still gross and it's, <laughs> it's not just okay funny. no i mean it's fine it's whatever it just happens but uh yeah it's it's funny to notice that kind of stuff it God, doesn't I'm make sorry me stress, that that happens to you though i mean on yeah. behalf of all men oh my God. i'm sorry <laughs> i apologize okay. <laughs> yeah no it's fine me and my sister actually we walked in we, we were going to safeway after the gym and then we left and then she looked at me she's like did you notice that literally everyone was staring at us <laughs> i was like it was, well twins it was and weird. safeway yeah uh, yeah i forget the twin thing a lot that it's like not normal to always just see a pair of twins walking around that look oh, super yeah. similar because i totally forget about that and i'm like oh yeah right because it's, your, it's your everyday a life bit. yeah <laughs> why would you be so acutely aware of something that's your everyday life yeah man yeah that's rough i i didn't even think about that as a man you feel most of the time very anonymous really yeah just like walking down the street nobody's looking at me nobody cares Oh. The only time they're going to look at me is if they're about to hit me with their car. Oh, my God. So they're they're going to check me out. Uh-huh. But the other day, actually, I was at a meeting at this winery, and this girl was looking at me, mm-hmm. and uh, I was, like, introducing myself. And she's like, mm-hmm. hi, I'm so-and-so. And I was like, hey, good to meet you. Uh-huh. And she's like, oh, my gosh, you have beautiful eyes. Yeah. And I was like, thank you. Like, I love... <laughs> and it felt, like, really good to be to be seen and to be complimented yeah. on something in my physical appearance. Because uh-huh. that never happens as men. Really? I, I think guys deserve more compliments. I do, too. Like, I mean, I want physical... Com- I want people to, like, objectify the shit out of me. Yeah. Tell me what they like about my body. And I'm sure <laughs> women are like, no, tell me what you like about my accomplishments. Yeah, I think it's... I think guys are... They're, like, not as used to receiving compliments. So then when they do get them, it's, like, so much more meaningful. Because if you're a girl, like, you go to your friends and they're like, oh, my God. Like, all of them are like, your hair looks so good. Like, oh, my God, your makeup's so good today. Yeah. Just, like, all these compliments usually when you're meeting up with people and then when you're like a guy you roll in and then everyone's like sup and then you just walk in yeah but it's like i mean usually like so true i saw this tiktok where the little girls from a young age Uh like what do you say to a little girl (gasps) pretty dress like your hair is so pretty i Uh love your necklace like all appearance pretty pretty dress That's and so then cute. with a guy, it's like, wow, show me your muscles. Like, you're so uh-huh. fast. Like, it's all about their their ability. ability. Yeah. So from a young age, we're conditioned to be like, okay, my value as a woman is in my appearance, my dress, my jewelry. And then your value as a man is your ability and what you're capable of and what you can do. I exactly. think that's, I think guys need some more, like, I don't know. I, I think with little boys, especially just growing up and also not being able to like show their emotions as much. So yeah. it's like you have to like hide your emotions and be good at everything. Be a good provider, make a lot of money. Yeah, be good at all the sports, be strong, like yeah. be bold, Don't talk cry. to the girl first, like yeah, pay like, for their meal. Pay for their meal, like it's just like all that stuff. Like I would be overwhelmed if and I And then had a woman's like if he doesn't open your door, fuck him. Uh-huh. Like don't let him get away with that shit. Yeah. Make sure that he can support you and be there for you and is capable to like witness you and your emotions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> This conversation is so validating. (laughs) I'm also just speaking from my own experience. Like Mm -hmm. I'm sure that some men do get a lot of physical validation. Yeah. And so they're like, oh, that's great. I'm going to post my fitness shit all over Mm -hmm. my Instagram. I'm strong and I'm just, it's about my physique. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that some men get way too much of that. Yeah. And they just want to be told that they can cry, that they can, that they're good at their job. Mm -hmm. You know, so this is very much my experience. Yeah. And not, I'm not generalizing is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I know. I, same for me. I'm not putting everyone in a category because I know not everyone like fits in those specifics. But yeah. yeah I if I was Canyon, some... I would be getting complimented on my physique constantly. All the time. <laughs> He's been doing so good. He's Dude, been... nice pearls. <laughs> nice <laughs> pearls. Your arms are getting big. <laughs> All that stuff. So good. Yeah. Uh, have you been listening to any podcasts? Yeah, I've been kind of like scrambling my podcasts a lot lately because I was strictly listening to murder podcasts for like two years. First mistake. Yeah, and I was like, "Eh, that's probably just probably not the most positive thing that I could be listening to for like 10 hours out of my day. So I kind of switched to listening to things that aren't as serious. So, but then it's hard because the podcasts that aren't as serious are usually like boring 
they're either boring or just like all just about sex stuff oh yeah you know and then like it's, yeah. some of it's funny but i'm just like i also just like want to hear more than that so. yeah and then the other category is the news and yeah. like fuck that yeah i cannot Depressing. listen to the news yeah i've i just completely like i i want to know what's going on so like gen i usually like know the general things that are going on mm-hmm. and try to stay up on that but i don't go in depth with it just because it's overwhelming and out of your control and like a year ago when i was having like my the worst anxiety that i was going through it was all like the like climate change is literally gonna kill you in your lifetime like that's what i was thinking about that's been the source of my anxiety really yeah climate change yeah and it's just like fires smoke change my entire lifestyle but that's not going to change what these other seven billion people are doing and i can't control them so like we're just all gonna i know i've been trying to recycle more and like i want to buy an electric car but then i go to vegas and they're just like serving every single drink in a plastic Uh solo cup and like just throwing trash everywhere and i'm like like, wait don't do it doesn't even matter what i (laughs) do the world is fucked i know it is i think yeah (sighs) i mean i don't want to completely turn my back onto it because i want to like have a part and control what i'm doing but i also have just tried to not stress about what i can't do yeah i'm like trying to only that's a good worry balance. about what i can control and if it's in my control shift and if it's not try to not let it consume me yeah because no matter how many panic attacks i have and how many like topics i read about or think about like it's not going to change what other people do right and i can't control anyone else so that's something that i like about podcasting is that it's spreading awareness on like a massive scale Mm -hmm. to but it can also be very dangerous because you can spread like false information like i'm an idiot i'm not i don't know what i'm talking about i'm just like (laughs) i'm just like saying my opinion and talking shit Uh and then a lot of people will will hear this oh you're wrong then you don't want to hear you're wrong you're like oh okay well don't do everything i say just like do your own research but yeah like I guess it's good to at least start the conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I think it's, yeah, I think, I think podcasts have been really great to just spread awareness and stuff. And I I love listening to them. Like I spend a majority of my work days listening to podcasts because I like them so much. That's awesome. But not murder podcasts. (laughs) No more murder podcasts. Just for me, it's just Joe Rogan and call Mm -hmm. her daddy. What's up, Daddy? (laughs) Your founding father. (laughs) So good. I listen to um, Call Her Daddy too sometimes, and I've been listening to the like Emma Emma Chamberlain podcast. She has. Oh, I haven't heard of that one. It's good. I. It's like not my favorite one, but it's good to pass the time. Yeah. And then I've been listening to what is his name? Oh, I might might not remember it. It's called. It's called Tap Tap In. It's like it's huh. it's funny and it's bad at the same time <laughs> like it's bad how it's, it's like call her daddy but like oh. worse because it's oh. this guy from like too hot to handle and it's his oh, podcast gosh. it's like a man's version yeah of call her daddy. they like talk about spitting in people's mouths like before <laughs> yeah it's just like <laughs> disgusting I'm like, oh my god that's Hell horrible yeah. <laughs> well call her daddy i feel like sometimes is fairly toxic i think it I mean, is. you have to really be in the right mood to tolerate her like mm-hmm just screaming and yeah she's very like energetic which is great she's bringing the energy but also some of the shit she said i'm just like that is so horrible like so don't bad. do that to another human right yeah i i have absorbed a lot of her confidence though which i appreciate mm-hmm. like just i'll take a I'll, it's like i treat like a buffet yeah. i'll take your confidence and a little bit of your energy thank you yeah shutting the door on that yeah joe rogan i'll take your you know your humor whatever uh-huh. your anyway yeah just treat it like a buffet take what you will leave what you won't i like that concept that's funny yeah and then just like let people take what they will and not mm-hmm. judge them if they decide that they want to listen to a murder podcast and that's yeah. good for them like cool if it's helping you you're not actually murdering anyone and it's not hurting you yeah go I, for it I, I like i don't know why like true crime and i even like i listen to like real life ghost stories too which is like funny everyone just sends in like their own like <laughs> ghost stories Dude, and stuff like scary stories i feel like this shit that we fill our heads with is a is a big 
factor in our anxiety. It's huge because then I'm out here thinking my house is haunted and like I don't even really like I've never ghosts. I'm like ghosts. So now like my apartment's haunted for sure. Yeah, that's why I had to quit <laughs> listening to so much of the news because I just couldn't stop thinking about climate change. Yeah, and it was literally ruining my day. Mm-hmm. Do you when you're having like anxiety? Do you is it like at any time like any given moment like it can just come on or is it like all at night because mine is like all at night is at night yeah it can be during the day but that's more of when i'm like kind of with people and then like secluding myself oh i'm like oh like i don't really know what to say or yeah i'm just overthinking i wear my emotions on my sleeve Mm -hmm. and so my anxiety happens anytime if i'm in public or by myself uh at night Mm-hmm. it generally isn't in the morning yeah, that, yeah. i i'm a very solid morning person i'm like i'm gonna Me get too. up i'm gonna go to the gym and if i'm working out i don't feel anxiety that's good. so the mornings are my best time of the day mm-hmm. nights are definitely the worst yeah but my most intense anxiety attack happened at like 2 p.m 2 p.m yeah in wow. the afternoon so i almost always have like the worst anxiety at night i had like because i mean i it makes me have probably because of your murder podcast and you're like my house is fucking yeah, haunted it's dark <laughs> all of that yeah i i don't and it just like it's quiet and it's it's just you and you're thinking oh yeah the worst yeah. two things possible mm-hmm. and then canyon always he falls asleep faster than i do usually so i'm like i'm alone canyon's asleep i'm like up here in the dark and oh, i keep my thinking God. about all this are you like shit. a big time snuggler uh i can be i'm like either like super super cuddly or like on the other side of the bed like oh, okay. <laughs> there's kind of like no in between but i figured you'd be a massive snuggler just yeah. because you didn't want to be like alone in the no, dark no i do cuddle like when he when i'm feeling like super anxious i just like pull him in and yeah, like he's, he's a snuggly body just like then he usually just like has his head on my chest and it makes it better hell yeah like, okay here we go yeah dude yeah. sometimes just having a partner that's solid and has the capacity to just like see mm-hmm. you in your weakness and in yeah. your sadness and just hold you and let you cry yeah is so healing it is a taylor and i do that for each other just the other day taylor was having uh, just a really really bad day Mm -hmm. and i decided to stay home and just be with her and she just like fell into my arms and melted just like sobbing in my shoulder Uh and i hope that she doesn't mind me sharing that but she just really opened up and got vulnerable with me uh-huh. and uh it was amazing like That's super so super bonding i'm gonna write that time code down just in case she doesn't want me to say that okay <laughs> but. yeah i think it's really really important to have like a solid partner that is just like judgment free that you can kind of rely on each other just a little bit for support yeah. and help um i th- i think like i definitely rely on canyon a lot for like comfort for sure it can turn into a crutch pretty quick, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. to the point of a, it's like a safety mechanism that's mm-hmm. no longer, it, it's like hindering you from actually doing the work. Yeah. That's what I was worried about. Cause I don't know. I've kind of had some like level of anxiety since I was like 14 mm. and that's like when my parents were getting divorced, but that's also when me and Canyon like first met each other and started hanging out. So I was like 14, like my parents were kind of like falling apart but canyon was there and like he Mm. helped me get through that and then like any hard thing that i've gone through since i was 14 he's been like my person that has helped me through it yeah and like i'm so grateful for that and it also scares me because i'm like what do i do like if i don't have him one day and then i'm going through all this and i do like just um, don't know what to do oh yeah like you you don't know how to be like like we talked about earlier like Mm -hmm. self-sufficient yeah so i get stressed about that but also, yeah. Canyon's shown himself to be very loyal, and he's stuck around this long. <laughs> don't die, Canyon. Or, yeah, just don't die. If don't you die, die, we're all <laughs> fucked. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, but then, yeah, if I think about death too much, I start to get really oh, death is sad and, on both sides. Like if I die, mm-hmm. I get I get stressed about what other people will have to go through and feel yeah. with me being gone. Or if I die, I'm, I start feeling anxiety about the unknown. Like what's going to happen? Like afterlife. What happens to thing. my consciousness as my, yeah, where I, do I go? Am I still going to be aware? Am I, am I going to be just it's trapped in darkness? Uh-huh. It's so scary to not know. Yeah. But I'm doing a podcast next week with a friend of mine. We're just going to talk about that, like the just, church and really? faith and wow. spirituality. Yeah. And like what happens to you after you die? 
it's i haven't grown up really in like religion so i never really oh, you're lucky <laughs> i mean i i grew up when i was like probably like until i was eight years old my mom would take me to like the gampa and stuff and what's we, that it's like where all these like big statues are and like it's like like a buddha like she, she's a buddhist oh cool and so it's like kind of like a temple kind of thing oh, like right where on. you go to like meditate and like meet up with people so you'd go there and, and have like church yeah she would we would all go and then me and isla would play like outside while she'd be like doing yoga and like meditation classes and stuff and we'd just be playing outside mm -hmm. and then she would teach us like like different mantras and stuff so i did do that until i was like seven or eight and then my mom was like okay like you're getting older now i want you to decide if you want to continue this and i'm gonna let you choose whatever you want That's amazing and That's so cool. i'm not she was like if you want me to come in your room to like sing mantras with you before you go to bed like just come get me if not like just go to bed and do your thing so that's amazing yeah so that's how it was for me so i didn't really have like i wasn't like just i never really had like a super religious upbringing but i love that you I were given the, the option yeah like giving that given that choice from a young mm -hmm. age like you get to decide yeah and there was no sh yeah. there was no shame about it there was like it's like was completely my decision and me that's and isla amazing. were just like kids so we're like oh cool so we're just gonna play with our friends more and like do more of our own thing and then mom was like all right cool like do your thing and just honored your mm -hmm. choices yeah. that's so so amazing but and it's really cool that you had such a solid foundation of meditation and mm -hmm. yeah so cool. if i ever have any questions about like anything with like meditation or just like more like spirituality of what she knows about like i can always ask her and she'll just like tell me what she knows gives me a book or like anything like that so she's always happy that's amazing if i want to learn but she kind of like just lets me go to her for it I love that. And mm -hmm. she's like open. She's mm -hmm. always, uh, what's the word? Like takes time to sit down with you. Yeah. And mm -hmm. that's amazing. If I have interest, what a good mom. She'll, have, she'll totally put her attention towards it. It's really God, sweet. That's so great. Yeah. Very grateful for her. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Shout out to all moms out there. Shout out to the mamas. <laughs> moms that are giving us their time yes. willingly and lovingly without judgment. Yeah. Love you. Moms deserve all the support. <sighs> Well, thanks for coming on the podcast, Trinity. Yes. I won't take up any more of your time. I appreciate your wisdom, mm -hmm. your openness. Of course. Your courage. Yeah, it's been awesome. Thank you for talking with me. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. We should do this again. Next yeah. time we have an anxiety attack, we'll be like, oh, uh, I can just jump on, the, jump on the podcast <laughs> while having the anxiety I'm attack. I'm currently like, having an attack. I can't talk right now, but this is happening. But I'm going to smoke <laughs> weed and we're going to just see what happens. <laughs> Ambitious.